0: First Chronicle, chapter 4, 9, and 10. And this has to be dealing with the life of a young person. This has to deal with something that many people have. There's a book written about the prayer of Javes. Let me read from the Bible so you don't get confused. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, his brothers and his mother, and his mother called his name Jabez. Let me rewind. Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brother, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore you in pain. And Jabez called on the gods of Israel saying oh that you would bless me indeed and you would enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you will keep me from evil that I am might not cause pain nobody want to cause pain to people so God granted him What he requested. You see. People have. Label placed. On them. Yes people have. Those labels. That have been. Placed. In our life. From the time that. They are born. To the time that they are died. Follow me. Those labels. is is still there from the day you was born to the day you died. And they are both good and bad label. That's the bottom line. And labor is difficult to peel off One it's placed in a life. Labels be, become self-fulfilling Prophecies that influence our individual personality, temperament, and destiny. That's what it's all about. And there's a story here. And I want to say there's good news. Because we don't have to live up to those labels. You can break it, really, honestly. I'm talking to you as I'm looking myself as the year has passing by in my life, and Gloria, myself, and I'm watching, not because I live in Colorado, spring Colorado, that the, snow, the snows have fallen on my hair. And then, then you began to understand and accept that through all these years I have to live with myself, with my family that I love very much, and friends. But there's good news. I honestly believe that you don't have to live the way people think you are. You don't have to. The story of Javis, there's something about two verses, and this is a book that's been written by Not by Dave Wilkinson, but another Wilkinson. The prayer of Javis, remember Pastor Brian? Are you guys? There are only two verses in the Bible about this man. Yes, a powerful testimony. And look from where he came from. Sometimes we undermine, underestimate history and our family roots. He was a descent of the tribe of Judah, from which was produced the line of David, and subsequently, Jesus Christ. This is Javis. His mother, however, named him Javis, which is mean, you will cause me pain. Can you imagine you being born and your mother called you pain? That's what his name is. Pain? I don't know what happened to her. Honestly, maybe her husband died when he was young before he just gave birth to, uh, to, to, to him. Maybe when she went into deep, deep depression that she got in so confused that she was in that moment in the darkest moments of her life and out of the blue sky there was a lot of pain involved here. Emotional, psychological pain. Physical pain. And here this baby is born and your name is Pain. That hurt. However, he did not live up to his name. He refused to allow this label to determine his personality, temperament, and destiny. He said, no, I will not allow this thing. I will not accept it. I reject it. I don't receive it. No way. I'm going to be a curse. And why? Because he called on the Lord of Israel. You're going to find out something. As I began to go into, it's going to be fast. And because he did this, and God granted his request as resort, God granted him what he did, exactly what he asked him to be to be blessed, which is mean inherit. God promises a promise. Enlarge his ten, which is mean his border, which is mean his territory. Which is mean able to prosper. I make a parenthesis here. That statement here has been misused, horribly misused when people just got involved with this philosophy of prosperity. And thus they they didn't see the other area of Javez, but they're the only thing, enlarge my territory. That's the very easy when you start talking about you are poor, you're going to be rich. You give me this, I'm going to give you more. You give it a $10, God's going to give you $1,000. Liars. God never told us that we're never going to have problems or we're going to have difficult time. He never promised that. But he promised to be with us. To be right there in that specific moment of our life. To help us. How in the world? Can you imagine you guys? This is special for you. How did you felt with his friends before all this promise? How you feel when and still to call him, Jave, "Hey, pain, come oh, over here, pain. Come on, let's play basketball, pain. Hey, pain, how you feeling today?" Hey Pain, I got a girl for you. Come over here, Pain. Pain. What is this? What is this? A poor, a poor child. He got a complex because he got a big head. How do you feel when then and still to call him by his first name? Then call him Big Head. Come over here, behead. What's the matter with you? Why are you walking with your head down, behead? Hey, behead. Come on over here. You are. Hang around with dogs, behead. Then the poor guy got to his mom. He said, Mom, I don't know why people call me behead. And the mother Look at him! No, 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 son! No, that's a lie. You don't have a big head at all. (laughs) This is what he was. This guy was fighting. Labels that were put into him by his own mother, believing in all these things, enlarge my my ten, all my territory. Believing that there that's the only thing that prosperity is that's the only thing but let me tell you where you can be prosper there's nothing in the Bible that says that you will not prosper you will because in God there's something different God wants you to be different you are different you got to believe all of this no you're going to always have this complex in your life and and, and the things that I are trying to say in this is that when you began to feel that way, there's a lot of ways that you can enlarge your territory. What about love? What about mercy? What about forgiveness? What about faith? What about grace? Enlarge my territory in those areas and God will give you the rest of the blessing in your whole life. God's hand will be upon him, which is mean upon me. In Psalm chapter 5, verse 12, this is what he say. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. He put the shield around us. Then he went And this is what we got it wrong. And Javis said, keep me from evil. Oh, prosperity and all this area, one, two, three. And now Javis have come into a place that recognized, he recognized there's evil in this world. There's evil everywhere that people want you to, 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 to lose. People like you, there's people who want that you never succeed. People have put labels in your life and you don't know what to do with those labels. And here is Jabez coming to a place. That he released something, that he acknowledged that to be in the place that God wants him to be, there's gonna be a devil that he's gonna be right there. There's gonna be demons that they're gonna harass you. Do you know that in the book of Mark, when you began to read the book of Mark, do you know how much Jesus was harassed by all kinds of demons? There was they was trembling and shaking with the presence of the Lord because people were setting free from all kinds of work of life, from blind, cripples, that he resurrected the dead from a young girl, the kid, a young boy, a teenager, Lazarus, an adult. All of this thing is here, and yet, and yet, when the disciple asked Jesus Teachers how to pray Jesus went to the Lord prayer Do you remember the Lord prayer? What do you find in the middle of that prayer? Jesus is praying now For the disciples, for the disciples And deliver them From the evil one This is not going to be easy It's going to be tough But I pray that you will be delivered from every of these things in your life. Whatever happened and come that is evil, God is gonna be there and surround you by the Holy Spirit to help you. And there's a lot of things that you'll be equipped that you sometimes don't know. The evil one. That I will not cause pain. That means minister healing to the hurting people you see that is the beauty of this and Javis name label became a contradiction to his actual life uh-uh. he will not accept it he, even though he received the name Jabez, and that was his name and even he cannot peel off all these things Jabez refused in his life because he going to attend to the one who going to give him the power and the self-esteem to be somebody important for the kingdom of heaven that is the bottom line of this. That's what really touched me so much. And I'm going to just, because I want to just talk about, tell me about myself, about the miracle that Jesus did. hence, every time the name was mentioned, his name was mentioned, it contradicts his life And he became a testimony to others. That's right. You read there in the Bible about Chavez. And I'm going to bring some of the situations that we are facing. You might not have a choice of the label that you inherited in your life or or was was placed in you. You might not. You know (laughs) what? I don't care what country I go. You know what, how they introduce me? The ex-gun leader. Do what are you going to say? Hey, 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 holy, don't call me. Don't you ever call me ex gang leader. So what do you want me to call me? The ex-chicken? <laughs> Coward? Godless? The ex-gang leader, but well, here is something different. But that ex-gang leader received Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. And now people say we want to see that ex-gang leader that got converted because we have a lot of people in our family that they need help. We need Nikki to come and give us an inspiration. If God changed Nikki Cruz, the ex-gang leader, He can change my life. He can set me free. He can set me free from drugs. He can set me for all these things that you are going through. I do have a complex. And I I know many of you, you've got a complex. Sometimes, I believe you exaggerate your complex. But yeah, because that makes me feel good. I do have a complex, ladies and gentlemen. and, And I have to confess to you so you can pray for me. I think I'm a good looking guy. I think that's my complex. What do you want me to say? That I'm ugly? Well, hey, I'm not going to say that. I'm beautiful. The devil is ugly. You are beautiful. You, you are, are very important. You are significant. You are. And this is the things that bother me. You might not have no choice on the label that people have put in you, or you inherit in your life. Cultural, cultural background. If you're Mexican, you're Mexican. Don't come over here try to pretend that you are not. Even if you have blue, blue eyes and blonde hair, you're still Mexican. If you name me Gonzalez, what is that? If you name me Rivera, what is that? I got a brother that he don't want to call himself Salvador. He named Salvador, so he called Salvatore. <laughs> he don't want I'm serious. And the children, they don't want to be called Cruz. No, they don't want to be called Cruz. Because they want to change the name into the English language. Well, Gloria, her name is Glory. Cruz is cross. So Gloria is glory. Nikki is Cruz. So who wins? She, I take the glory. And she take the heavy cross and God help you. Oh yes. God make you the way you are. Be proud of who you are. Don't deny yourself who you are. That the way it is. Poverty roots. Jesus said, "Are always going to be poor, poor people in this earth." I am not going to say that my background was a palace. We were, we grew up very poor, very poor, and yet through all this life, God has done change in my family, in my brothers they became well-educated. Their children, they are very, very blessed in the business world. So don't be, no, don't think that that always you're gonna be like that. You never know how the wind blow. You never know what is gonna happen in your life. You have to accept the fact that God is there in your sight. And regardless, if you're poor, don't feel that you are not part of our society. Don't feel depressed about it. Because sometimes you can go to palace. That's a palace. For many of you, might have a little home. That is not a house. It's a home. Label that has been played to you by your own family. And that's when I have problem, And I'm going to tell you, all of you, Father and Mom, i am tell you because I'm very sensitive about this. Don't you ever, ever lose your temperament that you come into a place that you began to call your children all kinds of names and destroy the, the, the gold and the innocent. Don't you ever do that. Don't you ever allow yourself, as it's happened many times, testimony that's been given of criminals that then say, I was raised with this negative attitude, that I was nobody, that I was ugly, that I was a failure or whatever. No. No, don't allow I got that enough from my mother. That's the reason I went wrong, and i do not gonna. I, I was dealing through psychiatrists, and I'm not gonna blame my parents for, or my mother for what she did to me. But I did it was wrong in the streets. I have no excuse. Labels that have been placed by professionals, teachers, that already, already labeled you, that they just ignored you. That always then say all these kinds of of things about you. Don't allow that. Don't allow that that the, any teacher of any professional try to tell you that you are nobody, that you never you amount to not nothing in your life. That's a lie from hell because because God is in the making great. Things, miracle in a life that you never expect. One day you walk in this way. The next day you are amazed the way that God has changed your whole life. Your whole environment. Your whole environment. When I talk about this, it's because I went through this. You know, I began to look at myself as a miracle and I got... Gloria family here I don't blame my mother-in--law she's in heaven I didn't blame my mother-in-law because she didn't want me to marry Gloria because she was Mexican I was Puerto Rican and we are too fast we were from the I was from the East Coast she was from the west coast and I don't know what got into her head the way I used to sit down or the way I gave the educations or something that this, this guy is bad but she didn't say he was bad he said that he's bad I was bad you know so she thought that, that I'm going to make it miserable because my background mm. because I live 3,000 miles away from you guys because I'm going to take her away from the comfortable zone. That she's going to go from, from the west to the east. And this, that she's never going to see no longer her, her daughter. And to telling you, faith, face. We don't like him. Mary, this is true. You see, you got mad. She hurt me. I need a hug. (laughs) And she told me this. She really believed that Gloria will be hurt. She really believed that this marriage will not last. And tell me, and tell her, don't marry him. That in the human eyes. But yet. She might be right. Gloria took a chance. A risk in her life. Because what if I went back to the gang. Or back to the world. Or back to my own lifestyle. And I leave my wife there. With children alone. And living there in New York City. Gloria took. A really a heavy risk in her life but the things that make this is that the Lord knew my heart and I was just I just left Bible school I was there for three years and the Lord knew my love and my romance it was for real by the way I was more spiritual in those days than what I am today I'm serious. I used to pray hours. Today I had to think about how long I prayed. <laughs> but Jesus loved Gloria as he loved Nikki. And I tell you one thing that the greatest thing that ever happened. It went when I went to New York. And I went to help David Wilkerson. And I walk in in that 416 Clinton Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. And that was a desert when I walk in. We were married just one, one month when we went to help Dave Wilkerson. And we, it was empty. And there Gloria and I, we used to live in this tiny place up in the garage. We feel like two orphans. <laughs> we make two, 12 dollars $12 a week. You assembly of God had to give more money than that. (laughs) Had to take care of your retirement. And and and, and then, and then that's not mean. They said, "Do I gonna complain? This is the most three years, the best of our life, because a revival came to New York City, and the revival was so strong." Here is Sonny walking through the doors of Teen Challenge. Here is, I took Sonny. And I took Sonny. I said, I, I challenge you. And I take you up there to the third room. And God's going to change your life. He was a stone drug addict. And he was, he was sick. And I left my wife. <laughs> Two months. Marriage. You don't leave your wife. Those, those days. I remember you have in the flesh and you have in the spirit. Yes. But that's what God went. And boom, God began to move. Sony got converted. We went out in the street. We went every place, from the Black Highlands to the Spanish Highlands, to all the girls around every place. When we smelled the drug addicts, we went after them. The subway, they used to come by subway to 416 Clinton Avenue. We used to bring them by bands about two or three full. We had people sleeping in the basement. People sleeping in the chapel. People sleeping in my office. People uh, sleeping in Dave Wilkerson's office. And we was so happy. The second floor and the third floor were packed. You can heal the people moaning and groaning with pain, kicking the habit, but you can see the Holy Spirit coming in and just take over and save these people and heal these people. You can open that door and I want to bless everyone, every minister here. You can open that door and when you let the Holy Spirit go and you don't tell the Holy Spirit what to do and you allow the Spirit to tell you what to do and when you open those doors and those people came, criminals, killers. They were drug addicts. I mean, skinny, skinny. And then opened that door. They could not make it. They fall on the, on, the, on the floor right there in the aisle and they were screaming, crying. Jesus help me. I need help. Anybody pray for me. I want want to change. That when the Holy Spirit is action. No matter what label they might put in you. A drug addict. A crook. A prostitute. alcoholic God Jesus can break the curse what it was given to Javis it was a curse that he didn't deserve let me tell you the miracle of God. As you look at me, you flash back, flash back into those days as a flashback, as my, the name of, of my family, that the house of the witches, that the house when that man my father used to do miracle knowing the name of Jesus Christ, knowing the name of Jesus, but in the name of the devil as a chi- as a child with my other brothers, because I have seventeen brothers and one sister oh yes, what you think my father was a very romantic <laughs> man oh yeah, but my mother like it too yeah but you know you know you 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 give a break to, to my poor mother. Give me 24 months, 18 months, 16 months, 14 months, 12 months, but 11 months. Wow. It's a baby coming in. And how are you going to welcome that baby? Welcome. Hey, cello. Welcome home. We're all going to go to hell. My father and my mother, the witch, and this is what happened in this house. The devil manifest itself they're fear all over. You can feel all this bad evil spirit. And there is, is my brother Cheryl, Jose. And my mother committed a mistake. She called two of my brother. This is how confused she was. Two of my brother Jose. <laughs> Seriously. And Gloria, Gloria is my witness. This was when I was born. And a curse. In the heart of a curse. I was cursed by my mother. Like Pastor Stephen said. My mother called me every name when I was so vulnerable. So innocent. I was innocent. I didn't know why my mother abused me. I didn't know how she beat me, I beat me, let me there in a in a pool of blood. Being unconscious and my eyes closed because she hit me so hard back and forth. My nose broken, my lips split, my ribs broken. Drag my dragged my naked body full of pain that I I was I was completely moaning and groaning because the pain, the physical pain was strong. And my mother, as I begged for water and for food, she called me, shut up, devil. You are not my son. Get out of my life. I cursed the day that I brought you into this well. Look at this. I curse you the day that, I, that you was born into, into this well. You're a failure. You are good for nothing. Get out of my life. All those words began to sound deep in my mind that I followed my mother and the devil took advantage of my vulnerability and he wanted me to commit suicide and I will follow. I was nine years old and I already was committed and I could not stop that voice that pushed me to go ahead and commit suicide. To hang myself for a mango tree. I don't know. I hate her. I hate my mother God so bad. That that's the reason I want to give her desire. And I want to get out of her life. Like I say in in Auckland. I, I don't understand this. Why my mother so full of the devil and she was a witch. I mean, well, it runs through my veins here. It's the blood of my father, my mother, the witch, and my brother, and the blood of my father, a satanic priest. Uh, and um, I mean, I, sh- I should not be here. I should be dead. Why my mother wasn't taken by the power of Satan and walking into my little room when I was sleeping with three of my brothers. Why my mother didn't take a pillow? and just press it all all the way with force on my face and take me out of this misery. Why, why, when I was in New York City and all of these things and I was in the jungle and I was fighting and I was evil and I hurt people and people got killed and my my hand was full of blood and I was running wire and there was fight all over. We fought the police. We declared war against the police We then killed a, a Puerto Rican kid and all of these things and everything was in and out of jail. The, cr- the criminal call of, of Brooklyn assigned a psychiatrist to help me and this guy tell me tell me you're walking straight to jail the electric channel. Hell, what a good news. Good news. huh? No. I thank God because God's still moving in this earth, that the Holy Spirit is still moving in all of us. I thank God for men of God, for pastors, for ministers, that they have burdened for the lost. And here is a skinny preacher by the name of Wilkerson, Dave Wilkerson, a skinny, skinny preacher like a, like, like a fideo, like, like a spaghetti. I mean, I, he, he wasn't attractive, was skinny and then he got those thick thick take very thick glasses that you try to suck him suck him out and you couldn't his eye was going up down below hey oh we, you get this he tried to psychoanalyze him to bring a message to the lost to a gun leader and, this, and New York was total in fear because the gangs, the young people, we went wired. We were killing one another. And this guy penetrated the war zone. When the police told him, don't go there. They're going to kill you. They will kill you, and you're going to force us to go and get your dead body out of there. We don't go over there. Dracula and Frankenstein don't go there. And this skinny preacher, insignificant, come and Charles Chinese, the devil, David Wilkerson. let me be honest to all of you because I'm going to make a autocall in just a few minutes, David Wilkinson, he thought that he was talking just to a gang leader, that he was putting the finger to a gang leader, wrong. He was pulling the finger into a curse. A curse of witchcraft. A curse of a guy that was bound by the devil and all these things that I did. I did it because I was full of the devil and I was full of hatred. And when I went to heal, and you know the message that he gave me? Nikki, Jesus love you. <laughs> right in my face. And I spit at him. And I curse him. And I call him every name in the X book. Get out of my face. If you say any word, you're a dead man. And the police told him. And he got scared. He was shaking. And David, I'm serious. I'm telling you the right side of David. He was shaking. But ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit Spirit, the Holy Ghost came up upon Wilkerson. It took about five minutes or less. The Holy Spirit came upon this man and he got so brave. I never see a, a, a country guy, a country preacher, a hillbilly get so brave. And there is when you understand when you are possessed by the Holy Spirit, not by demon, by the Holy Spirit. And there you began to understand because I never understood what happened. I saw what with my own eyes. He changed in my eyes like a spiritual schizophrenic. (laughs) Changed personality. I'm serious. He changed. And there he began to scream at me. He began to call me. I said, Nikki. If you want to kill me, go ahead and kill me. Kill me. Screaming. And the people, 300 people, listened to him. Kill me. I said, what's the matter with this guy? What's the matter with this guy? I said, it, it blows you. Naked, you can kill me. Cut me in thousand pieces. Throw them in the street. Right there on the street. But remember, every little piece will cry out to you Jesus love you naked. <laughs> naked, you can never run away from God. Hey, let me tell you. He's screaming. This is why he's screaming. He's going to haunt you. And I'm walking with my girlfriend. No, Gloria, my girlfriend. He's going to hunt you, you're going to be there. Nikki. you cannot kill love. because God is love. Oh God in hell. Mm-hmm. He got me. That room where I used to live, it was so full of the devil. That room was full of a curse that my mother followed me. My mother still was working on my head. I could not forget my childhood. I got a label of being the son of a witch, the son of a satanic priest. That was the reputation in Puerto Rico. Now in New York City, I am the son, the son of of, of a of a gang that is terrorizing New York City. Everything going wrong. And like I said before, when I was in the game, here is my mother. Why she didn't kill me? Why she didn't put a pillow on my face and press it to take me out of this misery? Why I didn't get killed when showers of bullets was going all over? You know what? I'm going to bless you because I can never close this testimony without telling you this. The devil could not Kill me because I was born to serve the Lord and that was the blessing to just destroy the curse destroy the curse I went to Dave I didn't want to go by myself so I took 75 guys for protection and there was 10, 12 different gangs and 2,000 people I heard the message in two minutes. It was seven minutes, but it last two. The crucifixions of Jesus. I never heard. I never heard that. If I was innocent about God, I never heard who he was. I never knew that Jesus came from heaven. I never knew that Jesus was a gift from the Father. I never knew that he died for me. And when he described the crucifixion of Christ, it shook me. He st- stole my imagination. And I was painting the picture of Jesus. He's good and bad. He deserved to live. I deserve the electric chair. Why? And yet th- this man start crying when they crucify Jesus between heaven and earth as the body of Jesus. And he never complained. He never cursed. And he took it. He was brave. He's so brave. And he have he have one thing that always, you believe in revenge. And from his mouth, he said, "Forgive them," and still to curse them, because he can do that. He can ask ten thousand angels They will wipe out the whole deal. Forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. Oh, my Lord! That night. That night, something touched me. And we were bad. We were bad that day. I mean, we were interrupting everybody. There's 2,000 people there. Uh, We collect the offering too. Wilkerson was naive, telling the gang to collect the offering. So we went and we started telling the people, hey, put the money right here. No, that's not enough. $20. $20. Put that $20 uh, If you don't want to put your... Do- I'll blow your head off. The people were dropping their wallets. <laughs> they wasn't only putting money. They were putting their wallet. We, the we had those five big empty baskets full of wallets and $20 bills. In that time. And here it's talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I gave every penny to him. And now this is the gift he gave me back. That Jesus Christ died for me. That he died on the, right on the cross. And here I was so deeply touched. I don't, I'm not going. I'm going around. And the, here I respond. I saw my friend. He going. he know, I stood there. Waiting for me. He screamed to the day workers. And I wonder, Jesus, are you talking about? He said, said, shut up. Sit down. You know what you're doing. You're embarrassing everybody here. Come on, Nick. Come. I said, no. Nick, uh, he, he, we're still close. He's still alive. Nick, I'm not going to leave you here. You're going to get killed. We're going to get killed, Nick. This man is right. Come with me. No! Are you afraid to go by yourself this year? Hmm? Are you afraid to go? Okay. If you're afraid to go, I'll go with you. Look at how the Holy Spirit works. And I went and I said, How many of you want to come? I have 25 and the girlfriends. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm standing here as a witness or the transform the transforming power of Jesus Christ I'm here to tell you that that night I was zero in heaven that night I was number 1 for hell that night things changed I went with Israel and I remember just right now when I saw my my boys and my girls falling on their knees. When they were crying so hard, there was a different crying. It was a, a cry of sorrow, pain, hurt. It was a valley of pain. And they were hugging one another. And they were completely found comfort in one another. And here I just want to get out, I want to run out of there. I don't want to hear these guys crying and, and humiliate themselves like this. And then uh, I, I want Israel to get out of there. So I, I hit him and said, come on, Isher, let's get out of here. Isher turned his face and he was drowned in tears. He said, I did it. I said, you did what? <laughs> he said, I gave my heart to Jesus, Nick. And I said, we don't make fun in those days. Your friend is your friend. And I said, That's cool. I lost my friend, I told him. I loved my friend six months. And you know this. I'm holding his head after the rumble, after the fight. Here it was a setup. And I'm holding his head. And I want to cry and I could not cry. I could not drop those tears in in the face of my friend that is dying in my arm. After we have done, destroyed this gang. And I was talking to him, don't die on me. Please, don't die. Hey, I'm going to take you, money. Money, I take you to the hospital. But you don't want to do this to me. I was talking to a dead man, to a dead boy. He was 17 years old. And here I had to deal with all this memory. Here is all my labor in my life. It's not good for nothing. He's, he's a son of, of a witch. He's a gun leader. Be afraid of him. And people cursed me. And that night, there's no such a thing like that. That night Jesus Christ came into my life. I collapsed and I cry. I have been tired, tired of running. Tired of getting hurt. Tired of hearing voices. Tired of having those thoughts of suicidal. Tired of hating myself. Hating my mother so strong. Watching the devil laughing, having party with my soul. I collapsed. I collapse in the arms of Jesus. And I cry and I cry and I cry so hard. Help me. Help me. Help me, please. I begin to beg her. And then I start screaming, Help me. Please. I'm going crazy. Forgive me. Forgive me, please. And when your friend began to hug you I crying with you, I did it. He kissed my heart with a kiss of forgiveness. that night i confessed christ as my personal savior and that night jesus broke the curse in the cruz family and set my family free i was the one who led my family to jesus That's enough. That's enough. The musician take your place and I don't and Prince be careful. We are gonna make a call. I'm gonna ask you that I know some people think that you are the this type of person and you will never change. You have a situation where your family, hey, but the United States is bombarded right now by a tremendous epidemic of drugs. This has not had to deal with the ghetto anymore or the inner city. This epidemic has gone into the middle and the highest class of society. This thing where you see a businesswoman, a businessman, and Pastor Brian, sad to tell you the ministers and their wife going in the street, buying painkillers up here to ease the pain in Colorado Spring. That right now to try to control this epidemic, the doctor no longer can give prescription. If you want, you have to go out in the street and buy one pill for one pill for 80, 80 dollars. This is a addictive society. I'm going to make this altar call. For those that you feel so low, so down in your life, for those... That you believe that you're in the heart of a curse. From drug addiction to alcoholism. From violence, from rage. For being wife, bitter, and abusive. For going in and out of church like it's so easy to do to backslide so easy. One you pronounce the name of Jesus, the other you are right there in the rat hole of hell and the devil is laughing and the demon dimension is laughing on you. I'm going to tell you to get out from your seat. And I want you to come down. I am not going to make it easy for you. I am not going to beg you. I am not going to turn into me and please, 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 I'm not going to do it. There's no pressure. Nobody going to be putting pressure on you. You're going to come because you feel it in your heart. You say, if God changed Nicky Cruz, he can change me too. Everybody standing, please.